Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon, and transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite, you are listening to Omega Man Radio Network with Shannon Davis. us up in prayer my brother all right dear father god we love you and praise you we ask you to be with us today please send your love in all of our lives put to sleep the enemy let us be filled with love joy peace soundness of mind and a love of the truth we receive a love of the truth today we ask to be appointed to know the truth amen Amen. Hey, praise the Lord for you, Shannon. How you praise been going? My brother, I'm doing doing really good. Uh, I want to thank the, thank the Lord cool. Jesus that uh, baby Jeremiah was healed. He's not battling the virus anymore that it attacked oh. his um, lung. He's doing great, and uh, I'm thanking Jesus for that, for saving praise me, God. and for a day of rest. Brother, it's good to have a day of rest, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, uh, we just keep going and going, and uh, you know, you realize at some point, you know, oops, I, <laughs> I just overdid it, you know. But um, it's good. God didn't. He he designed our body. He knows yeah. what we need. I mean, come on, folks. God, who designed our body, our Creator, gave us a day of rest so we can relax and recharge your batteries. And we were talking just a few days ago about, uh, you know, the nightly rest that we take, uh, that many of us have not been getting enough sleep. But I heard a talk recently, Peter, and then I'll get yeah. you back. I'll give the mic to you. Uh, TEDx was talking about how men need eight hours of sleep a night and ladies need 10. And I said, whoa, that's a lot of hours. You know, how many of us mm. run with less than that? You know, five, yeah. six, four, whatever. Everybody's a little bit different with their schedules, but a lot of people saying they're tired. Well, yeah, you are because God created us to get uh, sleep. And mm. and you think about it, well, I don't want to sleep, you say. There's too much to do. Well, <laughs> when you begin to understand that you got to have that sleep, if 
the body is going to carry out the functions that God created to do at nighttime, and you don't get it, then what are the repercussions? For example, your brain creates waste product, just like we all have to have bowel movements every day, right? If you don't do it, what's going to happen? You get a toxic colon, it can get in the bloodstream, you have all kinds of problems, you know. Your body's got to eliminate these waste. Just like you got to change oil on a car, right? Well, the brain's no different. God created it to excrete waste, and it comes come to find out. They're, they're saying now that uh, if you don't get your optimal amount of sleep, your brain is not going to be able to excrete the waste like it needs. I wonder if that's contributing to some of the uh, problems we're seeing today. Alzheimer's, for example. Could it be that the brain is not getting a chance to rest, get that 8 to 10 hours, whether you're a man or woman, so it can do the job, it can excrete all those waste. You get into the REM sleep, which releases hormones. You know, hey, is this science? Hey, this is the, the science of our bodies that God created us to be. He knew what we needed. He knew we needed some sleep. You know, you need to give time for the cleanup crew to come through. You know, you needed these other things going on in your body, which you're only going to get when you're sleeping. So if you're not resting, folks... Then we're going to break down, and we could be like Jack Coe, and I'll stop right there. Jack Coe died in his 30s. And there was another minister who said of this great tent revival. I mean, this guy had one of the largest tent ministries in the world, believed in deliverance, but he died before his time. I really believe that. And he said Jack pushed himself to the point of exhaustion, and I warned him, he said, get some rest, take off. You're not doing it. It's going to hurt your heart. And literally, the guy worked his heart to death, had a heart attack, I believe, died in his 30s. Now, that's no blessing for the Lord to die before your time. What if he had lived another 50 years? How many more souls could have been saved? So I'm trying to glean from, you know, reports like that and say, hey, you know what? We We need to read the owner's manual, the word of God. It says, take off a day of rest. Work six days, rest the seventh. You know, you, your servants, your animals. You know, uh, that's why Chick-fil-A in America doesn't work on Sundays. They take that as the day of rest. You know, the Jews, it's sundown Friday night to sundown Saturday. But the point is, is uh, you know, that's between you and the Lord, I believe. But the point is that you take it, and they do it, and God has blessed their business because they they take a day off, you know. Uh, the land's supposed to take a day off every, one year out of every seven years, right, Peter? Yeah, and what are we made out of? Tell me. The dirt. Right. Oh, I didn't see that. I'm going to throw the mic to you, brother. What's the Lord showing you? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Thus you are, and thus you will return. Mm. And even the, even the dust gets to have a rest. So there you go. Who can argue with that? So uh, praise the Lord. You know, God showed me before the flood that the, that the water was in the, in the uh, air above the earth like up where the ozone layer is. Right. And it says that uh, the water came down. See, it hadn't rained before. The water was not in clouds. It was up in the atmosphere. I, I actually believe it was the heavy water that they talk about. It's two types of water. And um, that water made more air pressure. And the, and the air pressure um, meant that our cells got air uh, a lot better. And uh, uh, we could run and not be puffed out. And uh, we were 
uh, eating food that was more healthy because it grew better because it was in that environment of like a greenhouse pressurized. So uh, I did some research. There was some, three scientists went down in under the sea for three months and they um, went down with gray hair and came up with black hair. Wow, man. <laughs> yeah, they got healthy. Hey, that's so pretty cool. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Praise the Lord. And that water that was above the earth was actually like a big uh, telescopic lens, and man from the ground could see better than Hubble telescope the heavens, and uh, that would have been something. So uh, there was a whole lot of other things God showed me, which ended up in an invention of energy which I developed, which worked, and uh, unfortunately the investor took off with it. But anyway, praise the Lord, he needs it more than me. Dude, that's but, amazing. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So we can ask him and he'll show us many things, what the scripture says, right? So um, praise That's the true. Lord. But anyhow, more importantly, we're That's running true. a meeting on uh, Monday night, which is um, going to bring balance to the church in this region. Tell me about it. Because, Well, it's um, the meeting is the Gold Coast Deliverance Fellowship, the full gospel or the uh, Great Commission. And uh, we will be doing mass deliverance. We will be teaching deliverance, training deliverers, um, and helping the afflicted. And uh, uh, doing that on a local level here as a light in this area. So the first meeting is Monday night. Wow, it's all booked. It's ready to go. <laughs> Brother, you've Praise got a venue. This has been a long time in the making. The day yeah. has arrived. This is going to be fantastic. Deliverance is coming to the Gold Coast in a big way. Um, where is the meeting place going to be? How do people find you and, and get over there and be a part of it? Well, they, they can join my Facebook, Peter Whiffen, W-H-I-F-F-I-N. There's not many there. And, uh, or, and it's at 20 Young Street, Southport, on the Gold Coast, Queensland, Australia. So... Uh, we, we uh, think that people will come from everywhere, hopefully around the world and locally, uh, to come and get delivered because uh, we, we can't find many um, deliverance-focused ministries uh, locally here and, um, and we're finding by feedback that there's not many anywhere else in the world. So uh, we thought we'd start one. <laughs> Peter Johnson's coming and Jimmy, Jimmy Bertos. And uh, I hope a whole lot of others that are interested in deliverance um, that can uh, uh, gather together with us and help the afflicted. So praise the Lord, eh? Brother, <laughs> it may be time to reconnect with uh, Brother Barry over there. Yeah, we uh, maybe track Barry down. Peter was saying that the other day. I think he's back and, in Australia. <laughs> he was in America for a while, and I believe he's back. Right. I haven't talked to him in a while, right. but we need to hook up. Um, brother, that's fantastic. Now, will your location have any uh, internet connection there? Um, yeah, we can take a, a, a portable one and, and maybe, uh, I'm going to, I'm taking a GoPro so we can, uh, film what happens oh, and, great. um, the idea may be to go live streaming. Yes. Uh, when, when we get, uh, our feet on the ground a bit there. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> um, my recommendation <laughs> yeah. is you record at minimum, the audio of every service. If you've mm. got the equipment with the GoPro, then you can get video too. Because you can yeah. take those messages and you can upload them to the web. And now yeah. people internationally can uh, benefit from the teaching that's going to come from there.
But of course, yeah. if you're able to um, get a good internet connection, bring a laptop. You can use mm -hmm. something like XSplit.com, and you can literally stream that as a live event to YouTube and Facebook. And now wow. your Gold Coast meetings are going international. And um, yeah. fantastic. Why not with the so, the technology yes. available today? It'd be great to see it. Yeah. So what we're going to be doing is not talking about it. We're going to be doing it. See. Yeah, we're going to be doing deliverance there. Some have said, oh, you know, you can't do deliverance in public. Well, I say, well, Jesus did. And um, here we have Luke 4, 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted and to preach deliverance to the captives. Now, this is the part that's out of balance. We don't hear preaching deliverance to the captives. We see plenty of meetings for prophecy, for healing, and for salvation. But where do we see the preaching to the captives, see? So um, this is where we're going to bring balance to the church world in the Gold Coast by filling in this gap, preaching deliverance to the captives. And man, have we got some interest. I've, got I've been talking in the op shop, see, as people come through. Oh, what's this? What's this all about? They're going. Guys running up getting tattoos next door. Oh, can I have one of them brochures? I want to come and see your meeting. And uh, <laughs> uh, oh, <coughs> all sorts of people, <coughs> volunteers going to me. I've had voices in my head all my life, and there's no answers for me anywhere. Can I come? So um, here we go. Um, <laughs> Brother, that's, here we go. That is awesome. I'm excited about that. Um, if you can, when you all get a, a fly or anything made up, uh, or detail, yeah. whatever you can send me, I want to get yeah. it into the magazine as a, um, a regular advertisement for that. We'll be meeting every Monday. Is that what I'm hearing? Once a week or uh, once a month? Every second Monday, every two weeks. Okay. Because, uh, the idea is, is that people take what they learn and go and do it. And then, you know, regroup, you know, a couple of weeks later, it gives yes. people time to have, you know, breathe in, you know, recover and, uh, uh, learn and and uh, pray together. So the, the whole idea at the moment is just every two weeks and it gives everyone a break so that they've got time, you know? So, uh, of course, they can come around and see us and we'll pray for them during the week. You know, there's just a meeting, you know, well, like we usually do. But Brother, uh, I'm excited about that. God is moving. God you is know? moving and, you know, I, I tried to go to local groups and um, no one wants to know much. Um, and I don't blame them, really. they got their world they've built. So we've sort of like been pushed into a little bit of a corner to do this. <laughs> and, uh, so anyway, Peter Johnson's bought a, uh, he's bought a projector and, and I got, a, uh, I got a, a PA system and apparently there's a band coming and everything. So Man, that's going to be awesome. I'm really excited <laughs> about this. You know, you've just given us this fresh update today. I heard... Um, Last night it was uh, from Richard Keltner back in America. He just started his first meeting uh, Friday night. Cool. They're going to be doing that in Long Island, New York. And then Dr. Erica Shepard is moving to a new location. They're going to be holding uh, meetings right there in Milledgeville, Georgia, at a church. So, folks, that's three ministries I know that are setting up where people are going to be able to come in and get training, get deliverance, fellowship. And there's more. That's just three that I know of. So I know that God is not done. Um, God is fact, not done. There's a lot of work to do, and he wants you in his end-time army, folks. 
We're live with Peter Whiffen from Gold Coast. Peter, back to you. Hey, praise the Lord. You know, I was thinking, you know, about life and what's one going to do? And um, and and do we serve ourselves or, or do we do something that's being a little bit important, you know? So um, the things of this world you can't take with you, so that rules them out. And the only thing that's left is relationships, is the um, – is the healing and the deliverance and the administrating and getting a a um, a payback for Jesus, what he died for. When one um, starts to really think about what was sacrificed on the cross, it's a bit awesome because, you know, it dawned on me that a bloodline died, that children that were meant to be born or could have been born weren't born and never will be born. That is the actual blood children of Jesus. He didn't he wasn't a daddy. He wasn't a granddaddy. He wasn't a great granddaddy. He wasn't a patriarch. He 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 lost he lost the inheritance. He lost the promise. It it was the um the promise of Abraham was to given to Abraham's seed. And it was Abraham's promise lost on the cross as well. Yes, who can speak of his descendants? So how many descendants could he have had naturally if he had had children that never died? And those children had children that never died because they were free of the curse of the Adamic death curse. So when we think of that, you know, but it's incomprehensible to think of the price that was paid for you and me so that we could be born again into into the uh, the second Adamic race, into the last Adam, the second one, the last man, to be born again into the promise of Abraham. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, how can we value that? I, I, I realize, you know, like a normal family tree goes layers deep. But Jesus' family tree goes one layer deep. All of us are one layer. All of us are the children. We can't give children to Jesus. Everyone born again becomes a son. The one line, the, the firstborn or the, or the number one, not firstborn, but the number one, we become one in the bloodline. And as that, equal heirs to the inheritance of the payback of the blood. Now, this is amazing. This is amazing. So how can we, how can we devalue that? How, you know, once understood that, this is ours, our inheritance. Now, the inheritance is daily. So daily means um, you can only lose today's down here where the thief is. If we received all our inheritance in terms of uh, our needs, Matt, uh, all at once, we could lose it. And then what are you going to do? So our inheritance is daily, and I believe it's received at the communion. So um, part of our inheritance is deliverance. What, what is deliverance? Um, we know that there's demons, uh, See, we, we are vessels. Uh, Jesus says he redeemed us, purchased us with his blood. His blood must have a payback, so it buys us to be born again. 
Therefore, we're not our own. We're, we're bought with a price. Last week, we spoke on weapons. And um, since then, I've been uh, just have a looking to find how many weapons there are exactly. And, Matt, I've gone past over 30 so far and still counting. I'm amazed that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal or they're not physical. They're not of this world, carnal. They are mighty. They're spiritual weapons, and they pull down the strongholds. But um, it's interesting that we need weapons, plural. We don't, you really don't need. Um, we really don't need uh, one weapon. We need plural weapons. Could it be those that are fighting to get their deliverance just haven't been able to use or know about the weapon needed? for that particular spirit, uh, for that particular deliverance. We can read in the Bible that there are the hornets, which we talked about last week, are used for a special purpose, uh, not the sword and not the bow, but by hornets, God says, up in, uh, uh, where does he say that? Let me have a look here, up in uh, Joshua 24:12. So there are weapons that are to be used and weapons that won't work. If you try and use the sword on those particular demons, which was uh, there in the passages in Deuteronomy 7.20 and in Joshua, that the Amorites uh, are the talkers and they need a special weapon. We talked about the fire, the whirlwinds, the pain, the Lord's anger and fury. But I found another weapon here. John, uh, in John verse uh, chapter, chapter 8, verse 31, Jesus said to the Jews which believed on him, this is a message to the believers. If you continue in my word, what, what is continuing in Jesus' word? Now, the word, I can give you my word, that's my promise. That's a description of a word is, I'm a man of my word. I do what I promise to do or say I will do. So um, words are in the Bible. Words are on pages. But Jesus called the Bible scripture. But the scripture does point to what Jesus promises. So Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him, if you continue in my word, or we could say if you continue in my promise, then you are my disciples indeed. So this now is the promise for disciples. This is the weapon that can be used by disciples. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Now, I know that um, uh, words, meanings, have, have sort of changed a bit over the ages. Uh, it's been 2,000 years since that was said, and we find here truth as a weapon. Truth shall make you free. So so what is truth? Um we say, you know, I would say off the top of my head that truth is whatever's true, you know, uh, what's not wrong, what's what's right. Um, but if we have a look, it's uh, in Strong's H571, and truth is described in the following manner. Truth, true, truly, right, now faithfully, assured, assuredly, establishment, faithful, and verity. Firmness, faithfulness, truth, sureness, reliability, stability, continuance, faithfulness, 
reliabilityness, reliableness, truth. So uh, we find here a deeper meaning to truth, faithfully, assured, establishment, firmness. So let's have a look at that passage again then. Uh, if you continue in my word, then you are my disciples, and you shall know the faithfully assured establishment, faithfulness. You shall know the faithfulness, you, the sureness, the reliability. You shall know reliability, stability, continuance, faithfulness. That's what we will know. And these things will make you free. Firmness, faithfulness, sureness, reliability, stability, continuance, faithfulness. So if you're my disciple, you'll be faithful. You'll have stability. You'll have sureness. You'll have firmness. You'll have faithfulness again. You'll be reliable. This is virtue. In another place it says, add to your faith virtue. Jesus said, I am the truth. He's, Jesus is firmness. He's faithfulness. He's sureness. He's reliable. He's stability. See? So this is what we should be looking to. Continuing Jesus' word, what he's promised and what he said. This promise of the truth is for the ones who continue in my word. It's not for everyone. It belongs to the ones who decide right down in the bottom of their heart to be virtuous, to be as Jesus was, to be humble, to be righteous, to be faithful. Where is the faithfulness, you know? Are we doing what we promise? That means are we doing our word? Oh, brother, I'll give, come and give you a hand, and then they don't turn up. Oh, I'll support in this, and they don't do it. See? Jesus said, let your yes be yes. Yeah? Where others have to resort to getting people to promise and bind them that's satan does that you know jesus said anyone who makes you promise is from the evil one so we have a situation here where here is the way to get free the steps are one continue in my word and become a disciple he wants to be a disciple. You know, a disciple is a student, aren't they? A disciple is one who follows the rabbi. And then they do what they're taught. A bit like learning to be a carpenter. This is how you use the hammer. And you use the hammer as you're taught to use it. Praise the Lord. So we find here that Truth is a weapon. Psalm 40, verse 11. Withhold not thy tender mercies from me, O Lord, and let thy loving kindness and thy truth 
continually preserve me. Yes, God's love and his truth preserves us. We can say God's loving kindness and his firmness, faithfulness, sureness, reliability, stability, reliabilityness preserves us. That when we believe in the love of God, we we doubt believe in the truth of God, which supports the love of God in faithfulness. We find here a very big weapon in Psalm 91 verse 4. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Wow. The shield of faith is also the shield of truth. Yes, it's faith and truth. Faith works through love. See, without faithfulness, without faithfulness, virtue, faithfulness, being faithful, we can't please God. Not just faith, which is translated belief in many minds. You can believe in anything. It doesn't bring things into reality. God has made us to live our faith. If we want to know what our faith really is, have a look at how we're living. Are we forgiving our enemies, for instance? Are we blessing those that curse us, for instance? Many, many other teachings that Jesus gave. Are we seeking the kingdom? Jesus said, if you want the things, all these things shall be added. Why? When? How? When we seek the kingdom and his righteousness. Without understanding, how can we even seek his righteousness? How does one seek God's righteousness? Not our righteousness, where God is saying man's righteousness fails. We cannot have our own righteousness that's good enough. What is his righteousness? Well, a lot preach that righteousness is right standing with God, and I believe it's more. Righteousness, I believe, is the right thing. What's right, what's true, and it is related to the truth. Righteousness is, is faithfulness, sureness, reliability, stability, virtue, the good of things. So let's seek those things of God. Abraham believed God. He believed what God promised him. He believed in the righteousness of God as God, when dividing, when they divided the animals and the fire went between God is showing Abraham how he's going to repair the corruption Abraham believed in that repair of the corruption he even believed in the resurrection saying even God could resurrect his son and yes God has resurrected the promise the promise was made to one 
yet through the resurrection is available to many. That is the many-folded wisdom of God at work there in the cross. So the truth is a weapon that teaches Satan and the demons God's many-folded wisdom. In Proverbs 11.25 it says, A true witness delivers souls. A true witness. What does that mean? A witness of firmness, faithfulness, establishment, reliability, stability, continuance, delivers souls. Those that want to move in deliverance will get power when they, when they decide in the depths of their heart to be a true witness. Proverbs 16, verse 6, By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. What is iniquity? Iniquity is wickedness, I believe. Iniquity is demons that are wicked, I believe. So by this faithfulness, this application of the real meaning of truth, iniquity is purged. How do you get the truth? Get the truth. How do we get the truth? It's good to pray. Let me be appointed to know. Jesus said, I talk in parables because they're not appointed to know, lest they would turn and believe and be saved. One has to decide in their heart. I want to be appointed to know. This is a deep truth, but it is in the power of one to do that. But there is a way that you can get the truth. It's for sale. Yes, you can buy it. It's able to be purchased. Wow. How do we purchase the truth? What are we going to pay to purchase the truth? What? How much is it going to cost? Proverbs 23, 23 says, Buy the truth and sell it not. In other words, the communion, our inheritance, is the nature given to us as the promise to Jesus for his family. Yes, that very nature is firmness, faithfulness, sureness, reliability, stability. Love, joy, peace, truth, soundness of mind, self-control. The fruits of the Spirit we buy with the blood and the broken body of Jesus. So that is the prayer at communion. Dear Father God, I, I want the truth. I receive my inheritance through the blood. Let me buy the truth with the blood of Jesus. It's another scripture that says, come and buy without money. Be drunk with love. So buy the truth in Proverbs 23, 23, buy the truth and sell it not. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. We buy all those things without money. Yes, it is the gift of God through his loving grace to give us those things as part of the kingdom, part of the inheritance that we have inherited by being born again.
praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for his loving kindness and understanding for us. It says, and sell it not. Some sell out the truth. Some destroy the truth. The truth is subject to destruction as well. Isaiah 59, 14. And judgment is turned away backward, and justice stands afar off. For truth is fallen in the street, and equity cannot enter. We can destroy the truth. Be careful what you believe and teach. Because you can slay the truth. And we will give an account for that. Jeremiah 4.2 And thou shalt swear, the Lord lives in truth. And in judgment and in righteousness and the nations shall bless themselves in him, and shall they glory. Yes, the life is in the truth. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth. But the truth is more than what we believe, isn't it? It's now referring to the right thing, to righteousness, to doing the right thing, to being the right thing. Would it be a good prayer to say, dear God, please make me into the person you want me to be. I offer my body as a living sacrifice. Please shape me. Take away the corruption. Restore me with a right spirit. Renew my mind. Who can have the courage to be the one that God has made them to be? No matter who criticizes, no matter whether people think you've lost your mind, could we be champions of truth? So we have there a very big weapon with a promise. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. How often have we heard that? But we didn't hear the first part. Then Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. It's conditional. Amen? Amen. So there are many more passages on the truth, and um, but the point is, is that the truth is um, something to walk in. Can we walk in truly, right, faithfully? Can we walk faithfully, assured? Can we walk in establishment? Can we work, walk in firmness, faithfulness, sureness, reliability, stability, continuance? Can we walk in those things? That is walking in the truth. And really, that is walking in Jesus himself. So I pray in the name of Jesus that we understand and we can use the truth as a weapon. When casting out demons, one can call the kingdom to come, call God's truth to come, call for the evil spirits to be taught the lesson of the cross. Oh God, show these evil wicked spirits your truth. 
with the truth rule and reign here today. See, I had a had a um, a lady that was coming off drugs. She stayed in the in the op shop for three days and three nights. Nothing to wear much, uh, no money, no food, and um, yeah, we let her stay and um, made her some nice meals and and did the natural things um, as she came down off ice. And um, to my surprise, I, I found out that she she's a beloved believer. Man, knows a lot of the scripture raised in a Christian family and is in the mud with the drug ice. So um, we did what we could and um, when I was talking to her and she uh, she went away and came back and, and I was talking to her out the back of the kitchen and um, she started to shake. Not from the drug, she, she was off the ice, apparently you sleep it off. And she started to shake. So, um, taking the reins, I said, you evil spirit, you look at me. And she turned her face to the side and scrunched her lips and would not look at me. Hmm, there's a demon there. I said, you evil spirit, you tell me who owns this body. And the thing wouldn't talk. So I called one of the weapons, the weapon of fire, to burn that spirit until this thing told me who owned the body because I wanted it to say so she could hear it. And the demon crunched its lips in agony and said, Jesus. I said to the girl, (laughs) I said to the girl, God loves you. Look, that even the demon knows you belong to Jesus, which was very testifying to her. Now, demon, look at the seal. What does it say? And the demon said Jesus again. Sometimes they say sealed for the day of redemption. But it never fails with a Christian. I have had some demons say, I own this body. (laughs) So I get the people to say the sinner's prayer, receive Jesus. Then I ask them again. And I've had them reverse their saying and say Jesus. So here we find a weapon. The weapon is the redemption. The money that bought us. What is the money that redeemed us? It's a purchase. Redemption means to be purchased, right? So the purchasing money is the blood. The blood buys things. Bought a field, didn't it? The potter's field. That's a type and shadow of purchasing us. Aren't we made of mud? So the demon had to come out. So she hit the ground in a ball, and I had to, like, get a chair and help her to get in the chair. And uh, we're in the dark, no one around, outside the kitchen op shop, and I'm yelling out, Come out! Spirit. She starts coughing and choking as the spirits come out. So there's no 
counseling <laughs> about drug addiction. Nothing anyone can do unless you get those evil spirits out that are causing the addiction. The Apostle Paul says it's demons that do things. Paul said, when I do what I don't want to do, it's a demon working in me. Oh, he said, of course, it's sin. Sin is a demon. God called sin a man up in Genesis. He said to Cain, by the way, whose name means possession, sin is at the door. You should rule over him. His desire is for you. That's a person. There was no law to break then. That was a person. That's right. Yep. So out, out comes this demon. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we go on and on and a whole lot of demons come out. I don't know if they all come out. But enough came out to give her the message. And, and I was then able to say to her, love, you better take hold of what you just happened because that is God's love. And, and, and if you stand on that as a light thing or you, or you uh, despise that, you know, well, it's not going to go well for you. It's time now to uh, turn your life over properly and, and take advantage of the redemption, take advantage of the deliverance. So this is preaching deliverance to the captives. Yes, she didn't have to come to church. She was just at work at the back of the kitchen. <laughs> Be ready in season and out of season. Now, why can I do that? Because I'm practicing deliverance nearly every night on the internet and on the phone. So this is the meat. People say the meat. It's the meat's not teaching. The meat is not teaching. We are to use the milk and that is eating meat. The meat is for those that are through practice know the difference between good and evil. Look it up. The meat is not teaching. And the milk. The milk is teaching, but it is also a spiritual milk. What is spiritual? Spiritual means life. The milk is a person. Yes, the milk of God's promise is God himself, who is love. Yes, God's milk is one of the ultimate weapons. We're going to talk about weapons. A little known weapon is the milk. Judges chapter 4, he asked for water. She gave him milk. There's your example in scripture. He went to sleep and his name means battle array. He was such a heavy dude. It took her three goes to kill him with a tent peg through his head, which is a type and shadow of the cross crushing the serpent's head pinning him to the cursed ground the milk this is why it's called the land of milk and honey yes it's the land of milk and honey because the milk is god's love on earth you know when you're a mother and you're feeding a crying baby you know you know about that shannon <laughs> oh yes <yeah>, sure <laughs> when they when the baby gets a bottle of milk or some milk from mum, the baby sort of sleeps, right? He calls it nay-nay. He goes for it. <laughs> he gets that titty, <laughs> drinks his milk, and then he goes yeah. to sleep just about every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> out like a light. Romans, out like a light. Romans chapter 1. 
the invisible things of God. If you want to see the invisible things of God, it says they are clearly seen. How are they clearly seen? Romans 1 says, by nature, by your body, you're being made to show the gospel. <laughs> That's why people get married. It's the gospel. You think, oh, we just get married. No, God could make us so we didn't get married. And actually, he has angels that don't get married. But for men, he made them on earth get married to promote the gospel, to, so we know the gospel. The wife is a type and shadow of the church, and the man is a type and shadow of Jesus. Yes. God preached the gospel to Adam by making Eve out of him. God is making the church out of his own self, isn't he? Out of his side came water and blood, right? Praise the Lord. So the, the love, so the milk, you can call the milk into any situation. It's like saying, where is the love? The milk is a big weapon, man. Saved my life. The milk, you can call. And the beautiful thing about this weapon, one needs no skill to use the milk. So you have an evil, wicked spirit manifesting. You can call, dear God, let this spirit be fed the milk. And it will take away the power of that evil spirit. Now, those that use the milk start getting experience and they start getting uh, to get into the meat of God's promises, the meat of the word. It's the meat of God's promise. Yes, the meat is the promised sheep's food. The blood and the body of Jesus, our inheritance. We start using our inheritance, claiming our inheritance, Receiving our inheritance, we will rule and reign through our inheritance, being seated with the Lord Jesus in heavenly realms. That means having authority in the heavenly realms. The demon says to me, no, I'm not coming out. What do I say? Oh, it's not coming out. No. I go, you can't say you're not coming out. we got authority over you. And we stand on the promise of God that in my name, you will cast out demons. Not sometimes. The demon has to go. It tries every trick in the book to stay. But they don't have that many tricks. That's right. But they use the same old ones. You know, I had one this morning, someone ringing me up. Oh, oh, oh I've committed the unpardonable sin. <laughs> <laughs> oh no not that trick again <laughs> <laughs> how many times you get that one you know so it's just <laughs> not that trick again but the person was really worried but you know they haven't committed the unpardonable sin you know you have to be a pharisee to do that anyway so praise the lord so uh they try all those old tricks and um the the fear of they'll never come out and and i can understand that people have spirits in them and, you know they can only come out by miracle they can only come out jesus said when you do a miracle in my name talking about deliverance right 
So the miracles happen by faith, by trusting in the love of God. The beautiful thing about the kingdom of heaven is, uh, let me find there's a passage that's really comforting about it because um, understanding what the kingdom of heaven is is actually understanding the gospel because the gospel really is, isn't the gospel the good news of the kingdom? So to understand the kingdom, we have to see what the... Um, we have to see what the uh, the scripture says about the kingdom. Now, let me just see here. I've got it here somewhere. Praise the Lord. So uh, it does say off the top of my head here that the kingdom of heaven, it is the Father's good pleasure to send it. So the Father's good pleasure is to send us the kingdom. Now, that's pretty cool. That means it's God's will. Yes. It, that, that is in Luke 12.32. So Jesus said in the Lord's Prayer, Thy kingdom come. So this is the place where I believe we should focus our faith. Our faith is not to be focused on our will. More. I want this, I want that, I want the other thing. Our faith is to be in the gospel, I believe. And the gospel is the good news of the kingdom. Our faith is to be in your will be done, God, not ours. Our faith is to be done in righteousness, in truth, coming to God in truth, which means faithfulness, reliability, all the good things, the best for everyone. Oh, God, get them. No, no. Oh, God, save them. That's righteousness. That's the right thing. Jesus said it from the cross. God, save them. They, they don't forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Why didn't they know what they were doing? Because they were possessed with devils. A week before, they were going Palm Sunday. Throwing down their clothes. Next week, they're saying, crucify him. <laughs> That's a pole shift. Yeah, Republican one week, Democrat the next. How does that work? So it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Hanging on that scripture, one can call a kingdom to come in healing and deliverance. Luke 11.20, cast out devils. No doubt the kingdom of God is come. What we're doing and what we're talking about on the shows and all of this is this kingdom, isn't it? Heal the sick. The kingdom of God has come nigh unto you. Luke 10, 9. It's even back in Daniel seven twenty two. I love this one. Until the Ancient of Days came and judgment was given to the saints of the Most High and the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. But when did the saints possess the kingdom? Luke twenty two, twenty nine to thirty. Jesus speaking. I appoint unto you a kingdom. Oh that was to the disciples two thousand years ago. Yes, the kingdom has come. As my father has appointed unto me, 
that you may eat and drink in my table, at my table, in my kingdom, to sit on thrones judging, which means to separate, put asunder, pick out, select and choose the 12 tribes of Israel. That's the blessings of Israel, I believe. We judge what we need from the blessings of Israel that Jesus harvested on the cross and made available to us through his body being sacrificed. Look there. The reason for the kingdom is that we may eat and drink at the table. And that's where we're going to get everything, at the table. That's why a table is a weapon in Psalm 23. He sets up a table in the presence of our enemies. It's not a sword. It's not a shield. It's nothing except the table. Why? Because there's judgment at the table. Paul says if you eat unworthily, you die. There's judgment there for the devil. So if we sit at the table in truth, which means in the right thing, righteousness, correctly, humbly, all the good things, the proper things, which is truth, we sit at the table with the shield of truth putting on the righteousness of Jesus Christ, that is, that God is going to repair us. He owns us. The one who owns the car pays the garage, right? Trusting in that God owns us and he is repairing us. So we take our communion daily. If we don't, we starve. We starve in the inheritance of God. Because as the type and shadow of the manna in the wilderness, if you didn't collect today, you couldn't save it for tomorrow. There lies our future. Communing, receiving our inheritance. Jesus' death is paid for heaven. That's how it's paid for fairly. And it is also paid for the judgment of Satan and men who side with Satan. Proof of this is deliverance. No doubt the kingdom of God has come when you see deliverance. That's why in our meetings we're going to be doing deliverance right out there in the open. Showing and demonstrating and proving the kingdom of heaven has come. Not hidden away in a side room. Full on out there with all its lovely coughing and spewing and yelling and screaming and rolling around so people can see that demons are real and that God is real. And for his glory, they'll be cast out to show that he is the name above every name. So praise the Lord. It's got to be fun. Praise God. Great teaching today, my brother. Using the cool, truth right? as a weapon and others that are embedded in the word of God, folks, for us to use. Amen. Great, Amen. great teaching tonight. And, you know, I loved what the uh, testimony you gave tonight of helping that girl. You know, there's yeah. some that say you can't cast a demon out of a person unless they're a Christian. And then you go to the Christians and they say, well, Christians don't have demons. So I guess there's no deliverance supposed to be done. No, folks, you cast out a demon of Christian or non-Christian. Uh, the key, though, here is who's going to be able to hold that ground? That's Unless great. you come to Christ and submit to God, resist the devil, get in the word of God, then you're not going to be able to hold that ground. But I believe there's times where a person won't even be able to come to Christ because of the demonic strongholds on them. And those demons mm -hmm. got to be kicked out. So that person's back in their right mind 
and now you can share the gospel with them. Your example is a, a you know, a, was right there. You know, you encountered the demon; it began to manifest there. Yeah. Now she may have received Christ at one time in the past. I don't know, but was she backslid? Sure, sounds like that to me. But I'll tell you this: she was. You know she what? Was backslid. When you got that demon out in the name of Jesus, now she's going to be in her right mind and, and be able, you'll be able to work uh, on some of the other issues she's got. But, you know, look at the gathering demoniac, for example. That man wasn't saved first before Jesus cast out Legion. That's right. That man was tormented, living in the tombs. Uh, he was a cutter. Hmm. You know, Jesus came up to him. Commanded to come out. Then he said, what's your name? He interrogated the demon right there. Basic form of interrogation. What's your name? Who are you? He says, my name is Legion, for we are many. The demons don't always lie, folks. Didn't lie right then and there. The Holy Spirit can force him to tell the truth as needed. In the situation you're in, maybe you need some intelligence to know who else you're dealing with in there. Bottom line, though, is We've got this recorded in the scripture. Jesus cast out legion, sends him into the, the pigs. And what happens next? The man is sitting there clothed and in his right mind before he was butt naked. And he's yeah, ready so to much, fall in. So much for, so much for counseling. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and he was right there ready to serve Jesus, wanted to go follow him. And Jesus said, go back and to your people and tell them what the Lord did for you. The point I'm making here is, you know, we've got many examples of where, you know, deliverance was done. Wherever, whenever, on whomever. You know, Paul rebuked that spirit and that girl came out of her. She lost the powers that she had of divination. Now, she didn't agree with it. She had no say in the matter. Yet we've got authority over those demons. It's between us and them. The person is just the battleground. Absolutely. The person is the host where these demonic parasites have lodged themselves. They're okay. parasites, folks. they got to be plucked out like a tick on the back of a dog. That's it. Then you can apply some anointment wherever that wound was. You may need to disinfect that wound, you know, put some salve on it, minister to that, <laughs> whatever damage was done. But the point is, is uh, we've got authority over those demons. Now, the person says, hey, thank you. See you later. Well, there was apparently some people that uh, did that to Jesus when he healed, I think, 12 people one time. The only blind one, people. Only the one came back, people. right? Yeah. We don't have any record yeah. the other people ever came back, said thank you, or you know, ever came back and followed Jesus. Jesus said, go and sin no more unless something worse come unto you. So, yeah, mm-hmm. we can get freedom, we can get healing, and we can go back mm-hmm. and open up the door to demons, which are sin, and we can mm-hmm. become seven times worse. Or we can fall back. Very dangerous. So it's a warning to us all, folks. Submit to God. Resist the devil and he'll flee. And part of submitting to God is pick up a cross and follow him. Get in the word. uh, Renew our mind. Communion. Go to the Lord's table is great. And, you know, I'm learning so much as we go along. But, um, hey, be ready, instant in it, in season and out of season, you know. Lord, if you have something right. for me to do for you today, I'm here. I'm ready to go. Put someone in my path this week. Share the gospel. Cast out a demon. 
pray for the sick that they be healed and recover? You know. Yeah, what are you going to do if you're down at the shops and someone manifests? Good question. <laughs> uh, are you ready? <laughs> are you ready? Have you eaten the meat? By oh. doing. Hmm. Yeah, are you ready, see? See, to me, this deliverance with this girl was not much. It was just normal. <laughs> the demons are going, who are you? You know. Hmm. Who am I? Could I be uh, a son of the Most High? Yes. Could I be? Could I be seated in the heavenly realms, demon? Could I have dominion over you, you foul spirit? You want to learn who I am? You burn for a little while. Name is Jesus. You come out. I'll tell you who I am. I ban you from this earth, you foul spirit. You are not to enter anyone else. You are to go to the pit. Oh, I like that. No, I don't want to go. You have to go. You learn the lesson as per Ephesians chapter 3, verse 9 and 10. God now intended that through the church, the job of the church, is to make the demons know his wisdom, many-folded, as achieved on the cross. Look at you the... Know, go ahead. Yes, this no, no, is good. Go on. Go on. Go on. It's all right. Praise the Lord. Go ahead. Look at the people that are arrested on the streets, the crooks. Hmm. And they have no repentance, no remorse, many of them, that is. And what happens hmm. is, uh, through a busted judicial system in America, they put them right back out in the streets. They go and do the same thing the next day to get out. It happens over and over again, okay? They catch someone who had, you know, committed violent crime. They release them again in California, and they go out and stab a girl. It happened recently. Demons are no different. Folks, they, like some people, cannot be reformed. You know, the point is, is we don't want to cast these demons out and have them go out there and then attack someone down the street. Great, they got out of you. No. Now they're going to go down and get the neighbor? That's not helping. That's not loving your neighbor. Ban them from the surface of the earth. Arrest them and put them under the jail until judgment day and they get thrown in the lake of fire. Send them to the pit chained and remaining there until there's someone to come up there to the court of heaven to be thrown into the lake of fire. Take them out of circulation. Now there's some incorrigibles. And you know what? They need to be locked away. And not put Amen. back into circulation. I'm just saying now I look I also believe that when we're talking about people, people repent, people can change, people are forgiven, but there's some that just don't. And we see this play out. And you put them back out on the street, so they're just going to do the same thing unless there's true repentance now. But in the case of demons, there is no repentance for them. They will never repent. There is no plan of salvation for the demons. There's no redemption for them. They are dyed-in-the-wool killers, stealers, and destroyers. So absolutely, I say come out, go to where the Lord Jesus wants you to go, or go right to the pit. Remain there bound until Judgment Day. I asked Norman Parrish one time, where, where do you send them to? He says, I command them to go into outer darkness, and I bind them up with chains of fire, and they're to remain there until Judgment Day. Hey, that works too. Sometimes when worldly yep. send them to Tartarus. Bob yep. Larson sends them straight to the pit. Hey, all these places exist. 
you know, common denominator here is he's not just saying come out and so they can go down the street and, and jump into some else, some other poor sap out there and kill them. That happened to me one day. That happened to me one day. Tell me about it. We, I put an ad in um, Gumtree, Exorcist. <laughs> and uh, this one guy applied and he caught the train down and Peter Johnson was there and Barry McAlpin was there. And uh, the guy yawned out spirits for about two hours. And um, my little daughter, uh, she was about 11 at the time, I, I, I'm saying, uh, don't look in the garage. I had some lounge chairs in there. And, um, you know, it's a stranger and all this. And um, after he left, she, she pulled on my pants and, and, and said, Dad, Dad. And I was like, what do you want? And she said, oh, I saw smoke coming out of this guy's mouth. <laughs> and... <laughs> And, and I saw two hands come out of the smoke and hold on to his teeth. And wow. then I saw it, yeah, then I saw it let go and it hovered around the ceiling and took off. And uh, I went, wow, <laughs> wow. And, and to my surprise, the guy had complained of sore teeth. <laughs> so uh, the guy, yeah. The guy rang up later and said he's, he's free. You know, he's free. So Does he felt clean. Yeah. Does not the word but, say God will give us the desires of our heart? That's right. My desire, so anyway, demon, is for you to go to the pit. Anyway, yeah, to the pit. So anyway, this next, the next door neighbor, uh, I, um, I go to the bedroom, and our balcony's near their balcony, and she's on there, and she starts swearing at me. She's a nice retired lady. Wow. <laughs> next thing you know, I hear all this noise, bang, 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 coming from uh, next door. And um, the husband taken off, and she had gotten a hammer and smashed everything in the house. And it, they own the house. Whoa. Um, she smashed the TV, the big screen. She smashed the fridge. She smashed the oven. She smashed the hot plate. She smashed everything. Holes all through the walls. And um, to, to, to the praise of the husband, you know, he, he spent months fixing that place back up without it whinging, you know. But I think that evil spirit went in her. Absolutely. And, uh, mm. So that taught me a lesson. No, I ban you from the earth. Haven't we got authority over them? And didn't Jesus say to all enemies are put under your feet? Well, what is under our feet? Hell is under our feet. See? That's right. And where is the pit? It's in the bowels of the earth. Yeah. Whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. Bind them on, bind them in the name of Jesus. Send them right into the pit. <laughs> Get rid of them. We've taken them out of action. It's over for them. And uh, that's the way God has designed it to show them a lesson. How else are they going to learn the many-folded wisdom of God? How else are they going to learn the truth? The wisdom, the the love of God. Actually, that's another weapon, by the way. But anyway, I found over thirty weapons so far, and I've only talked on a few. Man, Brother, there's so many weapons. This is amazing. <laughs> this is amazing. More to come. Where this more to come started tonight. More to come, <laughs> brother. This and you is know awesome. the best part is they're ours. The weapons of our warfare. They're ours to use. You know, if one thing doesn't work, you try another thing till, till it works. 
<laughs> hey, absolutely, folks. Yeah. You get on the job training with the Lord, he'll take you right where you are. Heard someone yeah. say, well, what are you doing? Well, I've gone away. I'm going into a Bible school. I, well, I thought you had a house church. I did, but I've decided to go to Bible school. Well, hey, praise God for the person. But do you think that you're going to learn any more in Bible school than you could learn getting out your good King James Bible and get in there with the Holy Spirit as a teacher? Many of these schools, they actually do damage to people. They teach them to uh, distrust the King James Bible, to question it. The, tr the traditions of men. They do no deliverance. They teach false doctrines, and depending on some schools you go to. I don't think you want to get indoctrinated yep. in the traditions God, of I men. Gonna, I was going to go, Shannon, and I was praying about it, and God said, it's black. That's what he said to me. It's yeah. black. Yeah, don't, I, don't go there. It's black. <laughs> That's my point. That is my point. Where did uh, Paul get his best training? Over in Arabia for three no. years with the Holy um, Ghost? On the road to on the road to Damascus, <laughs> <laughs> he got a lesson. <laughs> we should be Bible students. Get your Bible out, start reading tonight, and pray before you do, and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you. And by the way, there's a great supplement you can get. It's called the Names Amplification Bible. Tell people about that. Oh yeah, so, somebody thought of this idea of putting the meaning of the names in the Bible as you read them, and and that's how we know that. Um, the battle array guy, Ciciero, his name means battle array. Wow, battle array is put to sleep with the milk, and it covered him. And uh, there's a lesson there. And uh, he was also fed butter from a royal dish. That's in um, Judges 5, the poem of Deborah. And um, what is butter? Stirred up milk. Doesn't it say in other places, stir up the love, see? So there you go. It says in another place, Jesus ate butter and honey so he would know the good and reject the evil. Are we eating the butter? How do you eat the butter? You stir up the love. And that, that came out of the Names Amplification Bible. And um, that's on namesamplificationbible.com. And it's free if you email me. I'll send it on uh, PDF uh, because that doesn't cost anything. But if you want the published one, the, the printed one, it's um, it's for sale. Uh, the postage to the U.S. and different countries is a bit expensive, but anyway, it's for sale. People want them. And um, I've found that I can't hardly read any other version that, without wondering what the names mean because you get the feeling you're missing out on the message. 17% of the words in the Bible are names. And do we know what they mean? Not, not, not most of them. So we're missing out on 33,000 scriptures afflicted with names. That's affected with names. And um, there we find no one in the history of the Bible ever did this, <laughs> which I thought was just so surprising. Brother, that's fantastic. Uh, give out your contact information. How do people reach you in the ministry? Uh, you can email me on my name, Peter Whiffen, which is W H I. F-F-I-N at hotmail.com or same at Facebook. It's probably the easiest. And I've got a website with teachings on it, which is all free on uh, 
thetable.com because deliverance is at the table. Yes, the table is our main weapon where we receive the fruit of the crucifixion. Brother, that's fantastic. Um, and again, you're going to be having your first meeting there in the Gold Coast when? This upcoming Monday? Yeah, tomorrow night. Praise wow. the Lord. And um, tomorrow night and, uh, <laughs> you know, it's a blessing. God is looking after us all um, and uh, we're able to spare our time. You know, we're all working, but we're able to spare our time to help the afflicted. And that's the whole idea. So it's a labor of love, Shannon. Labor Brother, that is awesome. If someone wants to support this work, how can they do that? Um, they can. Uh, my name at uh, Peter Whiffen at um, at hotmail dot com is my um, PayPal. And um, yeah, we just had to pay five hundred and eighty dollars for uh, five no five hundred and fifty nine or something for insurance because they wouldn't let us in the hall unless we're insured. So yeah. And uh, all these all these things, which we, we're gladly paying, and um, some people at the meeting might help us too. We'll see. Just to keep it all rolling along. And um, we've decided that uh, anything over and above, if we take an offering, anything over and above will go to the poor in our local local people, you know. It's not ours. We, we don't want that money. We'll just uh, put it to good need. Because, you know, when you help the poor – you're overturning the works of the devil that made them poor. You know, it's another practical way you can just help. Um, a lot of times the demons have just got the people making the wrong decisions and they're poor. So this is where our job as well. But those that can work, work, so they have for those in need. Brother, fantastic. Uh, I'm excited about what God is doing there in Gold Coast and Folks, you can contact Peter, be a part of it. My friend, uh, thank you for coming on today. Would you like to close us out in prayer? Amen. We, we love you and we praise you, dear Father God. And uh, we thank you for your love to us. We acknowledge you as the creator. And we give you the respect, honor, and glory that you deserve. And we ask, and we ask for all those that are in need and all those that are listening and that will listen um, and all our brothers and sisters to be blessed in Jesus name. Amen. I say amen. Brother Peter, God bless you my friend. Look at your schedule okay. for this month and let me know what you got for your next date. Let's get you back on. Alright, well I can do Sunday today. Uh, you can do it earlier if you want. Um, it's up, up to you um, or later. I'm um, available all day Sundays. So Fantastic. I'll hit you back up on Skype and we'll hammer it out. Cool. Praise the Lord for you. God bless Thank you, bro. You, Love Sam. you. Thank you, Peter. Okay. See ya. Folks, that was a great teaching. If you didn't catch this program, go back and listen to it. Vital information in this program that you can use in deliverance. The explanation of what are demons. Bible talks about demons and sin, it lies at the door. Its desire is to rule over you and I. We need to cast it out. Take authority over it in Jesus' name. Amen? Dominate those demons. Arrest them and take them out of circulation in the name of Jesus. 
You can cast a demon out of a person or an animal. Demons will also attach themselves to objects, idols, that are uh, being put in people's homes as objects of worship. You want to get rid of the demon? You cast it out in Jesus' name. You destroyed that idol in your house. Repent. Command the demons that came into your house as a result or your car or whatever. Command them to go in the name of Jesus. Right where Jesus wants them to go or send them right into the pit to be bound till judgment day. I believe we have that authority. Others do too. Again, some people are so bound that it would be almost impossible withstanding a sovereign move of God to hear, to share the gospel and then be able to hear anything you said. Because the demons are just there in mass and they've got that person so bound up they can't hear a thing you're saying. How about casting that demon out so they can be in the right mind? There's times we need to do that. Paul, as he was being trailed by that woman that had the spirit of divination, familiar spirit, he told her things about people that would come up to her to read their fortunes, to want to know their future. It gave her powers of divination. She was able to know things that occurred in their past because the demon was right there whispering to her. Paul didn't turn around and preach the gospel first. He turned around and rebuked that devil in the name of Jesus. Came out of her. She no longer had that power, that familiar spirit operating in her. We're not told what happened after that, but that's just an example. The gathering demoniac and others. It's a, it's a fallacy to say that you can't cast a demon out of person unless they're saved no you may need to cast them out examples given in the Bible because they're tormenting people they're trying to kill someone persons in full-on manifestation gonna hurt themselves or hurt someone else but when they're in the right mind now you can share the gospel and if they're willing to submit to God resist the devil the devil's gonna flee and they're not going to have to worry about being reinfested seven times worse. They're going to get filled with the Holy Spirit. Walk with God. Resisting the devil, submitting to God, the devil's going to flee. And if the person says, no, thank you, well, that's between them and God. Blood's not on our hands. Jesus was not saying you can't cast a demon out of an unsaved person. He was just telling you the way things operate. The reality of the situation. Demons want to be inside of you and I. Or inside of a warm body, an animal, if that's all they got to choose from. They don't like to get out there and wander in the dry places. They want a warm, moist body to set up their home. They're parasites. Just like a, a, a blood-sucking leech. Just like a maggot that eats on the flesh of a dead corpse. 
think there's more to it when it comes to worms than we've ever considered. I saw a documentary the other night, and they had this uh, deep sea probe. It went down literally to the, the lowest depths of the ocean. And this thing was bringing back HD color photographs. And it was down, I don't know if it was the Marianas Trench or somewhere else, but there were these um, volcanic vents that they were filming. And it was showing all the life that just teams right around these vents. Then these lobster, they were just jumping over each other to get as close as they could to the vent hole. Where this, you know, hot, you know, steam is pouring out of there. Probably chemicals too, you know, all kinds of stuff coming out of there. Just so hot. They loved it down there. Uh, you and I couldn't survive in those kind of temperatures. But then I saw these worms. And I'm thinking, there are those worms. There's worms that live in hell. It says, where the worm dieth not. What's up with these worms? I'm just saying. Worms in hell. Worms down near these vents. A lot of sulfurs coming out, etc. You got worms eating on the bodies. And you look at these worms. You look at parasites in the human body that feed on people. Someone even asserted that parasites are demons. I just don't know. But, um, Bottom line is they work parasitically. Could be a good analogy for what they what they do. They want to suck the living life out of you and I, devour, destroy, reduce you to nothing. What are we going to do about it? We're going to fight back in Jesus' name, Amen. Are as Peter said tonight, are you ready? Is the question. Are you ready when you come face to face with the demon? You know your authority in Christ? You know what the word says? Jesus says, I give you power and authority. Tread on serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy. Nothing shall any wise harm you. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Loosed on earth is loosed in heaven. Have you ever done it? Do you want to know how to do it? Do you want to be able to be ready when those situations come? And you need to fight back? Absolutely you do. And you can. And you should be. We've all been called to get into this. Every one of us have been called to cast out devils. It's not a calling just for a few. It's for every one of us. So you have come to the right channel to learn about spiritual warfare, deliverance, full gospel. If you're here for the first time, we want to welcome you. More coming just like you heard tonight. Well, that's it. That is going to conclude our weekend broadcast. Thank you for tuning in this week. I will have today's broadcast up shortly. I'm going to go grab a glass of some iced tea. It's um, Sunday here in Bali. It's 11:28 Sunday. Um, my weekend starts today. See y'all back um, Monday night for more great broadcast. We're going to be doing a lot of shows this week at 6 p.m. So I'll try and get the schedule updated for you over the weekend. No reason I shouldn't be able to. Because I've stayed caught up this week on the archives. Uh, we've got a guy. He's working on the thumbnails. He makes me 50 thumbnails a week. So we're trying to enhance the channel. Bring in some more people that way. Why not? 
everything we can do to um, bring people in to hear some great free teaching, I think we should try to do. So uh, thumbnails being made. Um, I got the magazines being edited, issue 2, 3, and 4. We're going to drop those back out for you. Fresh, clean copy. First this week, uh, issue 5 is wrapping up. I'm in the home stretch. We'll have that one out for you. It's got great articles in there. Have the cover being designed right now. So work on this in the back, background. Some other things I'm working on, uh, relocating to a high-speed server. I'm anticipating um, more traffic coming in. We're going to go to a hoster that operates on SSD drives. We're going to have a secure server, SSL. Uh, try to protect it from hacker attacks. So I'm working on that. I think I finally found the hoster with a dedicated IP. That'll be kind of cool. That should help us out too. And uh, what else is going on? Um, more than I can remember <laughs> right at this moment. If you want to uh, contact me, just go to the website, omegamanradio.com. Peruse the menus up there. There's an MP3 button. If you click on that, it'll show you five ways to listen and or download the show. If you'd like to do that, it's free. If you like to support the program, you believe in what we're doing, it's making a difference in your life or in others, you'd like to help us, hey, every bit helps. And is the reason we're still going, because of your help. Thank you for those that have prayed or supported us financially. I mean that. Thank you. God bless you. It allows us to be able to do this show full time. And I am in an expansion mode. Um, we are looking to add even more guests than ever before to the program. So thank you for making that possible. I pray for you. God will bless you. And uh, bring a friend out with you. In fact, invite five or ten friends. That would be great. Anybody you can introduce is a good thing. Maybe they'll be blessed with the show and stay with us. And then get on fire for Jesus and go out and cast out devils. Amen? Okay. Anything else I need to say? I think that's it. Have a great weekend out there. Let me say goodnight to a few of you and go back to the Mixlr chat room. Okay, uh, let me see here. Hang on a second, folks. Okay. Praise God. Uh, Jacqueline, Prophet7, Wendy, Kimberly Ann, thank you for tuning in. D. Brown, Jennifer, Greg, Brenda, Nero, LDMK, Sister C, Grace on Me, Lavender Honey Butter, God bless you. D. Marie, Marie from London. Del Baby, Sister Julie, Maximo, Lilar, Jeff Alvarez, Margaret, Dave, Nicole, Terry, Marisol, Daphne, Sister Rebma, or I'm not sure, Rebma, maybe a brother, I'm not sure. God bless you anyway. Mike Boyer, Mike and Gail Petten, God bless y'all. Let me know if you've got anything available for me. Let's get you back on the show. Sean Lee, Delta Don 90, Arnaldo, 88KYZ. Event Realms, K.M. Lewis, Sajan Kaur, and Yelson Alberto, Dyson, Afro B, Charles, Brother Mike, James Ghost, Walking Truth, Terry, Wendy Curry, 
J.M. Blevins, political atheist, child of the Most High, your kingdom come. Marianne, Swit Nico, Jen Ruby, Sluggo, PC from GC. Where is GC located at? Um, I know PC is what stands from politically correct, right? From GC. Let me think about that one. Welcome aboard. Precious Aaron, Miss Hittingberg, James Grable. Amen. Let's pray before we close. Father God, Father Yahovah, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for today. I thank you for this week that you've given us. I thank you for every person who has been able to come out and listen, for the speakers that you've given us. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. Thank you for giving me a job in these last days. Thank you, Father God, that you've made the keys to the kingdom available for each one of us and given us authority that we can prevail against the demons. We can bind and cast them out in the mighty name of Jesus. God, surround us with your warrior angels. We ask that you would put a hedge of protection wall fire from Zechariah 2 and 5 around us in Jesus' name. And in the name of Jesus, we bind up and rebuke every spirit of backlash, retaliation, revenge, retribution, hindrance, or delay that would come against any of us for tuning into these shows. We can loose the judgments of God, burning and destruction of fire on every wicked spirit tuning in right now worldwide. And we can loose the angels of God in Jesus' name to draw swords and to attack and smash every demon tuning in, every fallen angel and wicked spirit or being in the heavenlies. Angels attack them, smash them in Jesus' name. Father God, fill us with your Holy Spirit. Give people rest tonight. We bind up every spirit of Pavor Nocturnus. It will try to kill people in the street, sleep. We bind every spirit of premature death, destruction, witchcraft, succubus, incubus, every tormenting night spirit, old hag. We bind you in the mighty name of Jesus. Command you to loose people and leave them alone. Go to where Jesus is sending you. Father God, we thank you for this again. We ask that you bless the finances of every person, God, who has given to your work, who has prayed for this ministry. We thank you, Father. Bless them. Give them increase and great fruit in Jesus Christ's mighty name. Amen. Thank you, everybody. Um, one of the things that we're going to be cranking back up is that open line time to take calls for deliverance. That's where we started. we got to get back there. Now, I will have Don Jeffrey coming on again this month. We're going to do a two-hour program with him, take phone calls. But um, I was really thinking about that last night as we did that show with him. We haven't done that like we've needed to in a long time. So we're going to make room for that. I just got to figure out where to fit it in. But we will have designated open line time each week for people to call in for prayer get some deliverance. And we're just one of many places you can go to get people to pray with you. Uh, my goal would be to see everybody tuning in, begin to start their own deliverance ministries. Get trained up and then just say, God, send me people who I can pray for and watch what happens. And for those that um, want to get into it, feel the call of God on their life to move into um, active ministry, whether it be part-time, full-time, whatever. 
and you want to take calls, we'll put you in the deliverance registry. I'm going to put together a deliverance registry in the magazine and organize it by state or country, because I know we have international listeners, and people that are ready to pray for others, and you want to be added in that, you can contact me, give me your contact details, whether it be a phone number, Skype, Facebook contact, what have you, where you're located at, and uh, people will be able to get on there and maybe begin to contact you. There's a lot of demons to go around out there. Amen? So uh, if you want to get trained up, as you heard tonight, uh, there's great deliverance training available. The Van Hutchison's website, for example, that deliverance course, School of Deliverance, 101-201, available right now through JesusDelivers.com. Tedline.com meets every day at 6 a.m. Eastern. Wynn Worley's books, my favorite in the world, WRWPublications.com. Getting out to these conferences. One way to learn is on the job. That's how I learned. There's more to learn, of course. When I was sitting at Hegewish, it was Saturday night mass deliverance. It was like hell in there. People screaming, demons coming out. Uh, people on the floor. It was like a battlefield. And there was a, a man who was a Roman Catholic man who had come in that week and I'd met him. Nice guy, Hispanic brother. Really nice dude. And he said, uh, yeah, I'm here to check this thing out. He said, I'm a Catholic. Next thing you know, he's on the floor. They called out a spirit. He manifested. Um, he ends up on the ground. Four guys holding him down. Before it was over with. And I'd be one of those. Because they looked over me and said, hey, can you come here and help? Talking to me? Yeah, come here. Went over there and they had me hold down his left leg. Because he was trying to get up out of there with supernatural strength and run out of the church. The demons can get you out of there. They're going to try to do it. Because they know that they're going to be gotten out of there. They hang around much longer. That's why some people have to grab them and hold them down. Well, we held them down for a while. And, you know, I've told the story many times. Got an opportunity to see deliverance firsthand. That was my actual hands-on experience. First time actually happened on a phone when all of a sudden I got a frantic call from Richard Keltner. He says, man, I've got a demon on the ropes. I've got Citri on the ropes. <laughs> actually, I think before Citri was actually uh, another demon that was called, uh, that'll come to me in a minute. Anyway, it was, um... <laughs> I never forget. He was, there was a demon and it was nasty. He was cursing us out, calling us effer. MFR, it was nasty mouth. Not as bad as the lust frog from hell, which we ran into. Okay, the demon's name was Valentino. And um, what it was is, it's a woman. The demon had come up full on manifestation. And it had the attributes of a man. Almost like a Mario. Think of a, a woman with a Mario cap and a cigar in its mouth. Anyway, this thing was a sexual demon it involved with the spirit of lust. It was nasty. We battled with that thing. I didn't know what I was doing. He said, can you help me? We're two or three gathered. Jesus is in the midst, and he needed some backup. God, do I needed some training, my initiation to the world of deliverance. And we began to fight, and all I knew was what I'd heard. I said, let's try it. 
Come out in Jesus' name. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. I loose the angels of God. I heard Win Worley on about 20 tapes by that point. He was sharing testimonies. Loose the angels of God to pull swords and go in at the lowest point and stab those demons right up from underneath them. Push them up and out, angels. All of a sudden, I thought, hey, let's try this. I loose two angels of God to grab this spirit. By this time, Valentina was out, and we were dealing with Citri, one of the Goetian demons. Body like an animal, like a jaguar, with wings. Google Citri, S-I-T-R-I, you'll see a picture of it. Because that's what I did. I said, Citri, what is this? There's some significance here. And I looked it up. I said, whoa, it's one of the Goetian demons. One of the 70 Goetia, it said. So I said, let me try this. In the name of Jesus, I loose the angels of God, one on each side of Citri, to grab it by the wings and pull those wings out to full extension. And I loose an angel, take a sword and chop it off right at the nubs. Just leave nubs on both sides where those wings were. All of a sudden I heard a scream. It wasn't long before she'd been to cough this demon out. And she said after the fact, as y'all were doing deliverance, and that demon came out of me, I was given a vision of two angels carrying this dark spirit across the lake, took it away. Well, we commanded that thing go to, to Tartarus, remain there till judgment day, the prison house of the devils, a place that the demons hate. There are different compartments in hell. There's, of course, the lake of fire. There's the pits. There are the cubes of hell where people like Adolf Hitler are in a cube right now, fiery torment, living what they put other people through, the gas chambers. They're going through the same things they did to other people. Horrible torments. He's been down there at least 70 years in the fire. Maybe 50. Depends on how long you lived. Information's coming out that he may have made it to 1962, so you have to do the math on that one. Bottom line here is there's... Hell's big. It's expanded. There's the lower pits. There's an area called Tartarus, which is where these fallen angels that kept not their first estate are down right now, incarcerated, bound up until Judgment Day. That's the information we're going upon, and I heard they hate it, so we sent Citri there, and one time we had a demon come up later. Said Citri's not happy. Of course it's not. Still down there in torment. Well, praise the Lord. How to get off on that story? I was supposed to get out of here. Hey, God will train you on the job. That's some of the best training you can get us on the job. Ask someone if they can participate, if you can participate with them. Let them throw you the football. Try it out. I got my mother broken in on deliverance that way. I said, Mom, it's high time that you cast out a devil. What? That's not my calling. I said, every, oh, every one of us, Mom, have been called to do deliverance. It's the first sign that will follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. Do you believe? Of course. Well, then I need your help on this call. We got on the phone with a lady, and I said, Mom, take it. Now I coached her. I said, Mom, here's what you're going to do. You're going to take authority, and you're going to bind the strong man. Bind the demons in Jesus' name. Command them to manifest and come out. That's the basics right there. Get started. 
The rest you can learn on the job. You can learn through examples of others who have been involved in deliverance a long time and have left information for you and I to glean from and take and use. Take the meat, throw out the bones. Nobody's got a corner on, on deliverance. God's given us all bits and pieces of information. And working together in the body of Christ, look, we're an army of God that the devil shudders to think about. You know, getting together and marching on the host of hell. Mom did a great job. I said, there you go, Mom. You've officially casted out your first demon. Got to start somewhere. I started on the phone, got a chance to do boots on the ground at Hegwish. Had a demon look me in the eye. It was terrifying. I'm not going to lie at first. But praise God, I didn't run, up, run out of there. I stayed there. And you know what? I built confidence. I said, this stuff's real. This is amazing. It is real. Do you believe the word of God is real? Of course. Then you're going to have to believe that demons are real. Jesus was casting them out. He told you not to cast them out. He took the keys to death, hell, and the grave. He gave us the keys to the kingdom. There you go. Satan is not the God of this world. God gave us dominion over this world. And through the fall, I know we lost some of that. We got it back when Christ died and rose again on the cross. Now, Satan does have power, and he's got certain parameters he can work within. But greater is Jesus that is in us than he that is in the world. And we've been seated in the highest of the heavenlies. High above Satan, high above all the principalities and powers. The rulers of darkness and high places, those demonic kings, dominions, thrones, rulers, the devils, the demons, the chimera, whatever they are. The Nephilim, whatever you think. We've been placed high above them. We've been given authority to bind and loose, and that includes them. Get the school of deliverance, JesusDelivers.com. Get the basic course in deliverance. VanHutchisonMinistries.com. Get all Win Worley's books. Get the other great tools. Apostle Ivory Hopkins. PilgrimsMinistry.org. Join Tedline.com every day, 6 a.m. For training. Dr. Pat Holiday, Miracle Net Church. I would be remiss trying to remember all the great resources here. Just about everyone we've got on this show who does teachings on deliverance has great stuff available if you want to get to their website. Build your deliverance library. Build it. These days you can just about build it all on Kindle. More and more of these titles are coming aboard. You can carry them all into your arm on an iPad. Get as many as you can that way and the rest just order. Because you want to be able to go portable anyway. I was only able to bring a handful of things and I got Wynn Worley's books. I had to leave everything else pretty much behind. Except for a few titles. Took up a lot of weight. Thank God, by and by, they're coming available on the iPad. That's my new library. But I still have a hardback, of course, you know, paperback, etc. Well, that's it. Uh, get involved. Be the most exciting adventure that you've ever started on. And when you get to the end of it, we'll hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Amen.
Well, praise God. That's it. Again, if you want to contact me, OmegaManRadio.com. God bless you all. Get out to one of the meetings if you can. I will work on a deliverance registry. I think maybe I can get one done, hopefully in time, for Issue 5. That's my goal. We'll also have information on some of the conferences that are coming up that we know of, and new ones will be coming up pretty soon. A lot of people are getting the call to hold meetings. This is fantastic. That means just another opportunity you and I have to get out there and fellowship, get some deliverance. You can get training out at these, get some prayer. You're getting prayer, then next thing you know, you're praying for someone else. Amen. Praise God. To Jesus be the glory. Man, apart from him, we can't do anything. But we can do all things through Christ which strengthens us. There's a lot of things he would have you and I to do if we just say yes. Amen. That's it. Um, God bless you all. Did I have any more to, to say to you? I think that was it. I think that was it. Okay. Lust frog from hell. We may have to replay that one time. <laughs> Maybe we don't want to replay that one. It's in the archives if you want to dig it out. I don't know that I have the, the full version there. Actually, I think I do. Uh, I think that's the one I had to put on there, a, a warning. Foul mouth demon. It was a frog. It was a frog prince from hell. And it would actually make frog noises. It was caught on video. It would stick its tongue out like it was trying to catch flies. This is a man uh, involved in the church. But he had opened up some doors that never got dealt with. They were dealing with him, wanted to take him out. Praise God, those demons were taken out in Jesus' name. That was one of the most hardcore uh, programs we've ever done. He was so nasty. And uh, Charlie Costello worked with me on that one. <laughs> that and, of course, the fight with Leviathan. Now, that was rough. It really was. But it was exciting, too. Went right up against Leviathan, squid spirits. We battled against um, Apollyon, Octagon, Jezzy. We, one time we did three programs. We called it Night of Jezebel. I couldn't have planned it. Three call, three, uh, three shows, I think each show we had Jezzy manifesting that night. We've dealt with it all. Some nasty demons out there. Just scratch the surface. It's exciting. It really is because we can have victories. It's time to turn the tables. It's time to terrorize demons. Oh, yes, there was something I forgot. I just wanted to send a message out to all demons worldwide. We're coming for you. No demon is safe. Be patient, demon. We will get to you. Just a matter of time. You can run, but you cannot hide. We will get you, demon. No demon is safe. In Jesus' name. Okay, that's it. God bless you, everybody. I am gone now. I need that tea. Getting a little bit parched. We'll see you next time. God bless. Hey, what's up? This is Brian Head Welch, and you're listening to Omega Man Radio. Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. 
Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you.